Welcome to Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Cybersecurity Podcast. Our hosts, Natalia Oropesa and Mirko Ross. Hello. In this episode, we will talk about cybersecurity in times of COVID-19. And my name is Mirko Ross and I'm hosting the fantastic... Natalia Oropesa is my name and I am responsible for cybersecurity at Siemens. Wow. Great, Natalia. So... I mean, we are currently sitting in the home office both and we're doing this podcast virtually. So uh, in this COVID time and past COVID time, we are now as well looking forward. Uh, what, I mean, what are your experience so far? Well, the first thing I experience is that I have more time and I can even be closer to the team because I can get them more easy than before. I don't have to travel, so I speak with them more often. This is the number one thing that I want to mention. Second, it is actually very funny because we are all sitting here at home. I am working with teams right now with you, Mirko. My husband, who is a fan of car racing, he's making virtual racing with his friends in Mexico. My daughter is getting ballet lessons over Zoom. And my other daughter uh, is uh, is using WebEx to have some online classes in the uh, TU Munich. So this is this is amazing. Now tell me about you. How how are you doing, and what are your experiences? Well, almost same experience. So the family, of course, uh, had been at home. So my daughter was also forced to do uh, web based trainings and conferences. Uh, my team was completely as well uh, in lockdown and is still in the home office. That's, that's also the new normal. So I think it's, so we are meeting over, over web conferences. Um, I'm spending almost half of my life in web conferences. I think so. Um, yes, it's, it's, it's nearly the same experience, but it's also good because I'm getting free time for other stuff. So less traveling, for example. Absolutely. So, but if we talk about the home office situation, I think uh, it's rather interesting also to talk about the sensitive cybersecurity topics of the home office. So, uh, what's your experience there? Well, you have to make sure that your environment is secure. How you do this? First of all, no Alexa at home, no Alexa, no Alexa around me. Second, I make sure that my software in my laptop and everything I use, every software I have is updated. So I make sure that when I go to sleep at night, I shut down my my, my uh, laptop. And with that, I assure that, that the software gets updated. And of course, nothing that can look like a microphone around me and uh, nothing that and can be an intr intrusion. Uh, of someone hearing and seeing what I don't want to hear uh, them or, or see. Uh, so this is, those are the small details that you can do so that you can make sure that your environment is secure. From the Siemens perspective, we issue as well some recommendations via the Charter of Trust Partners uh, in, in, uh, yeah, in several uh, social media channels. Yes, also... I think something of the new normal that we have to change our personal perspective on cybersecurity and uh, awareness. So um, I had a talk with an expert in 
California. It's Christian Damoth. He's the medical director of cybersecurity at the University of California in San Diego. And Christian was telling me a little bit about his situation in the hospital due to the pandemic and his, yes, uh, experience with cybersecurity. Natalia, let's just listen to what Christian is talking about. It's an important um, acknowledgement that the initial concerns of COVID-19 seem to eclipse uh, the concerns in healthcare of cybersecurity. I totally agree. There was a industry-wide um, position that we have to have all hands on deck. We have to dedicate all resources towards the pandemic response. And that cybersecurity will have to take a back seat for a little bit. And early in the pandemic, there were uh, cyber criminal organizations pledging not to attack healthcare. There were a couple that held out. And as a consequence, I think people got complacent and a little bit reassured that that wasn't something we had to worry about on top of rising numbers of COVID infections and our ICUs filling up. And I completely agree. It's transitioned now to as attacks start ramping up and as cyber criminals see opportunity in this space, uh, we are uh, faced with a terrible, terrible possibility, which is that if a, a cyber criminal organization or if a particularly bad uh, strand of malware gets released, that we're going to have to deal with both of those at the same time. And that's really where my expertise is, is at this intersection of cybersecurity and patient safety. So, well, to me, it was rather impressive to talk with Christian, like his personal experience in the hospital. And from a prof professional perspective, well, how is Siemens handling the situation? Well, let, let me mention a couple of aspects. First of all, this crisis situation, this COVID situation that we have is, of course, providing the hackers with a very interesting topic. So this is the topic of the situation that we have, covid if the vaccines are ready, yes or not, what are the situation, specific situation in the different countries. And of course, people like me, we are eager to know and to have more information. So therefore, the number of phishing emails is increasing dramatically. So we see an increase of 85% of phishing emails. Now, wow. you know, Mirko, that 80, 90% of the incidents, they start with a phishing email. So that means the number of incidents is increasing. This is one important aspect to mention. Another important aspect to mention is the fact that we are increasing remote access, so home office. That means the connectivity, the remote connectivity is increasing, and that is changing the complete landscape of the IT infrastructure of the different companies. So the combination of the number of attacks and the landscape being changed from one day to another is, of course, increasing the risk of having a major incident or a successful attack. So you're more exposed by... Absolutely. This. Okay. And the number one thing is you need to be aware of the risk that you have. This is always the number one thing that, that you need to... You, You need as well to increase the monitoring that you do um, in your clients, for instance, in your infrastructure, so that you can uh, you can prevent attacks from happening. 
you have to include now a lot more automation. So you cannot prevent phishing by just educating your staff or your company as we did that in the past. You also have to block some phishing emails automatically. Otherwise, you will never be able to stop uh, those phishing attacks. These are some of the measures that we are taking in order to control the situation that we have. Yes, and I even see it, you know, to myself that the attacks are getting more specific towards the personality. So, and this is, of course, if you are not aware, it's just a click away or something like that to be, yes, open the doors for the phishing attacks. Absolutely. So, uh, and even I think this is also a question, a topic of complexity. And I was also talking with Christian Demeth about this situation, especially for him in the hospital, how he deal with that and uh, listen to Christian's feedback here. I want to just talk briefly about how complex healthcare is because it'll set the stage for um, what could potentially happen if we are attacked during, if we have a cyber attack at scale uh, with something particularly nasty at the same time of dealing with COVID, the effects are going to be catastrophic. And so let me talk about the complexity of healthcare real quick. First, modern healthcare is incredibly complex for a variety of reasons. A few of them, most notably, we are hyper-connected. The trend in the last 20 years in healthcare was to overconnect, to trust, 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 to build in wireless sensor technology into every facet of healthcare, to connect medical devices, including those implanted into human beings, for the purpose of uh, collecting more information to try to have better healthcare. And it's proved uh, tremendously beneficial to patients. We have better healthcare because of our connected medical technology, but as a consequence, it's really increased our attack surface. Uh, we also push the envelope. In some regards, uh, portions of healthcare technology are quite antiquated. Uh, we always hear stories about hospitals still running legacy medical devices with Windows XP and how vulnerable they are, and that's, of course, concerning. But that's also only one portion of healthcare. In other portions of healthcare, we're pushing the boundaries of deep learning and machine, uh, machine learning, deep learning, AI, and we're deploying some of the most advanced technologies on the planet in healthcare for the purpose of you know, increasing health. And as a consequence of that, we have very complex systems, a few of which uh, are completely understood by the, by the organizations that deploy them. Regarding the statement of Christian, I think we can easily replace healthcare with industry and the challenges are the same. Absolutely. And uh, the industry was already involved into a digitalization process. And that this digitalization process includes the use of software and increases connectivity. So the current situation of COVID-19 is going to speed up this digitalization process. In other words, it's going to increase the speed of the adoption of technology in the industry. The result of that is an increased use of software and an increased connectivity, meaning robots, controllers, and other devices that were not connected in the past traditionally in a production side. Now they are getting more and more connected. And with that, what we are doing is we are growing the surface of attack. And therefore, the risk is increasing for the industry and uh, in general for, for, for the whole uh, uh, production side. So if there is an increasing risk, I mean, the main question will be, okay, 
What can we do? Yeah. They are, they are the same measures that we use already in the IT environment, in the IT infrastructure. So the number one thing is related to asset management, knowing what you have connected and interconnected. So, and, and let me tell you, this sounds an easy thing to do, but I can tell you I did some visits in some production sites over my life, not just now, but over my life. And the number one question I will do to a production manager was, do you know, do you have an inventory of uh, of the devices that you have connected to the network? Oh, my God, they will normally look at me with big eyes and <laughs> tell me that you want to have what? Uh, for sure, I can provide you with the number of devices and products that we are producing every day. And I know exactly in which minute I am producing what. But when you get to ask them what is connected to the network, that is a little bit difficult to be answered. The next question I always ask is, do you know how is your network architecture uh, in, in your location? And now they will completely give up on talking with me and they will send me with some expert. And uh, no. so this is the number one thing that you need to do. You need to know exactly what is connected and what is interconnected so that you can, first of all, know how much risk do you have. And regarding the what is connected, even from my experience, I know that someone is just finding a Raspberry Pi device in its network. And even they don't know who had installed the device. Maybe it was just one of a department for testing purpose, but the device is still there and active. Absolutely. Even so, even, even we are finding uh, coffee machines connected. Uh, you're not going yeah. to believe that. And no one has asked himself what kind of uh, operation uh, uh, of software do I have downloaded in the coffee machine that I connected now yeah. to the network because I want to make sure I can turn on my coffee on time. Yeah. So there, I think there are a lot of surprises inside the company networks if you, if you go for a close look. So which leads me, uh, to the question like, what is Siemens working on down the line in terms of cybersecurity? Let me, let me, let me mention one of my favorite topics. And this is related to what I just told you about asset management and knowing which assets, uh, have you connected. Uh, in your network. And uh, I told you this sounds easy, but it's not that easy, especially not because in a production environment, you have to make sure you are not disruptive. So you, you don't want to have any risk of uh, stopping a production line. So you have to do this very carefully. And you cannot do this in a traditional way where you scan the network to find the devices. So one of the things that we have developed in Siemens is uh, different uh, tools that can give you the possibility to listen to the protocols of the networks and do reverse engineering to know what is connected and what devices are they talking together. And we do this very carefully on a passive way. This is the way we call it, and it is called. And this is not disruptive for the production. So that enables the different industries to know what devices are connected and even enables the industries to know any uh, exceptional behavior that could be suspicious. So 
we do a lot of things, but this is the one I like the most because it involves a lot of knowledge in the protocols uh, as well in the environment. So we need to know which device talks with which other device. So we know that a roboter will talk with a controller, but a controller will never talk with a coffee machine. Yes, and, and I think it would be unusual if your toaster and coffee machine will talk with your uh, automation in the factory. No, um, there's also, I think, a lot of machine learning and maybe artif artificial intelligence involved in the future, isn't it? It is, uh, absolutely. Uh, you, you know that the, the strong, the strong uh, capability of uh, artificial intelligence is to recognize patterns. And this is exactly what we do in cybersecurity. We try to recognize patterns to know if those patterns are normal or if there is something wrong or if they are patterns of an attack. So artificial intelligence is definitely for us very important. And I have to tell you, we are using that already uh, in, in our different uh, cybersecurity detection centers. Well, Natalia, I think we are almost at the end of our time. So, and I hope that the audience out there got some, yes, new impressions about cybersecurity awareness in these times of COVID. And if you like the podcast show, just uh, follow us and give us a rating and a good comment. And Natalia, thank you very much. And I'm looking forward to discuss with you the next topics of the next episodes. Thank you very much. My pleasure, Mirko. Thank you. Securing Digitalization, the Siemens Cybersecurity Podcast. Siemens, ingenuity for life.